It's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yes, welcome to another edition of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. I am your host, Paulie G, Paul Grzadka, with you again. We're almost at the end of the Supercoach season, but it's certainly not over yet. Uh, qualifying finals time for those of uh, us lucky to, to still be alive. A lot of overall movements still be made, and somebody doing both, Andrew Moldog Molinaroli, back with us this week. Mate, uh, how's it going? It's certainly better super coach wiser than uh, your footy team uh yeah so uh the nrl realm um oh, not to worry you know i just did a, a, a prediction on the nrl website and it looks like manly's going to win the comp so all good not to worry <laughs> about the blip last week it, and that that wasn't biased at all <laughs> i think i got the raiders still get sneaking in there i did that but they don't seem to do for and against and i think the dragons and the raiders end up might end up playing it out on for and against. Uh, speaking, speaking of the Dragons, Pete, I guess you'll be hoping that uh, it is St. George Illawarra getting getting through, even though they lost last week. How are you, mate? Yeah, uh, yeah, good. Thanks, Paul. It's uh, yeah, a bit of a dis... Like they tried hard on Friday night, but yeah, thanks to Dugan and a couple of other silly errors, it didn't really... Um, was they were never going to beat Brisbane, but um, yeah, still with a chance if they beat Penrith and... Uh, this week and then Canterbury the next week, but um, realistically, I think if they make it, they're just going to be making up the numbers anyway. But uh, uh, we shall see. It's it's uh, at least you know it's a great comp, but still um, you know still the, the final eight position still to be decided. We've said it uh, every every year. Twenty eight seems to be the cutoff. It didn't look like it could be mathematically possible only a few weeks ago, but uh, here we are. Um, and Ryan Mess joining us as well, and mate. We're not worried about mathematical possibilities with our team, unfortunately. Just hoping for a couple more wins to end up the year. Yeah, no. Look, if the Tigers can get, um, you know, about twenty-two points from the next two games, they should make the finals. <laughs> just need a few teams to do a Parramatta-style salary cap breach. <laughs> yes, quite a few of them. Seven fall over. Yeah. There is, there is one other mathematical possibility for the Tigers, though, isn't there, boys? I think we're okay. I think we're going to be okay. I think there's two teams... Just on that, for and against. I think yeah. there's two teams that are the, really... It's still there, though. And obviously it's the Knights. <laughs> but the Warriors are the other team. On the predictor I did, we even sneak ahead of them in the last round if we beat them. So, yeah, some, there's some possibilities. Uh, we should mention as well, Andrew, just having another look on the... Um, Supercoach website looking at our league, the Supercoach Pros Cup, heading into the final, uh, or the, almost the final uh, this week, is that when you look at total points scored, our ranking goes up even higher. Uh, we're 154 overall on average, but 94th in uh, points total points scored. So amazing effort by all, all 20 um, players this year. Yeah, it's great. And like, like I said in a couple of podcasts ago, um, yeah, really proud of the effort. I'm really yeah proud of what um, everyone's done and in what we've done as a, as as a community. It's um yeah, it's good to see, and I, I think that we'll all be better for the run this year. I reckon we'll go even better next year. So it's yeah, looking forward to um finishing off the year and then and then starting again next year with some, I must be said, some pretty good super coaches in our comp. 
Yeah, we've talked a bit about Cracknardo being a bit unlucky. Um, he's still in at least the minor premiership. And then we've got, um, you know, the Ebenezer Rascals, 13-47 uh, in the semi-final last week, but getting knocked out. It's a tough way to, to be knocked out. But Christian there, black third, getting the win. Now, he comes up against you, Andrew, whereas I'm um, facing off against Top Chena Dragon, Stephen, he's been killing it all year. Um, we should say, if on you know the, the winner of all of it does take out the, you know, the Supercoach Pros Cup and obviously the prizes that go with it, including um, or the prize of the um, subscription to next year's app, which um, we'd say everyone that's got it this year would say you know, it's great value in itself, even if you've got to pay for it, but um, free subscription for the year. Now, we should say that if, if by chance that Andrew and I do get into the grand final next week, we will still go off the top um, score between Christian and Stephen next week. So whether the two of them are, are facing off for first and second or whether they would be facing off for, a, a, I guess, an imaginary third v fourth, we will use that to determine our overall winner. Um, obviously, if one gets through and one doesn't, well, regardless of what happens in the GF, you've already scored yourself um, the, the title as well as the uh, free subscription for next year. So we should mention that as well. But great job, all 20, as we were saying, um, 94th. And, and who knows, we could still even bump it up a little bit further um, before the, the last two weeks are done. We say to everyone, keep playing. If you're not in the finals, there's still, there's still overall, there's still stuff to play for, and we can even go up a bit higher. So well done all. Let's move on to the injuries now and I guess the main thing with only a few weeks to go in regards to Pat from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care is the fact that um, a couple of players have been named this week after only doing um, after, well, Sam Burgess out for just the one week but Sean Johnson out for the last five weeks. Um, He has been named a week ahead of schedule um, not playing since the round 19 loss to the Penrith Panthers when he ruptured ruptured his posterior cruciate ligament and uh, he has been named today returning from the knee injury um, I guess uh, six weeks total missed, missing five games Pat at the time said look six to eight weeks um, so this will be sort of a total of six so we're worried I guess Ryan he could be a bit rusty first up mind you Trent Merrin returned from the same injury that he occurred, occurred on that same weekend he returned last week to half a game um, so maybe there's a hope that Johnson will be all right uh, for this week, and it's a fabulous matchup. Yeah, it is a good matchup for him. Um, it's going to be if you do end up going there, if you've still got him, um, it's definitely going to be a big risk. Uh, look, I, I don't think he's going to come back if he's not ready, especially with the season already gone for the Warriors. So yeah, look, he could be ready, could be ready to go, and um, you know, just pull out. A massive, a massive score for you. So it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, that's for sure. And Sam Burgess was named last week, but it was a late withdrawal, or not that late. We were able to get it out there on our um, Twitter at Supercoach Pros fairly early for you guys to to adjust. But um, he he's saying he'll be right to go um, against Melbourne. Um, although Michael Maguire, after last week's game, did say, "We'll wait and see." He's on the mend. Um, Pat saying you know, a few weeks back, you know, look, he's he's a tough bugger and he'll just play through the pain. But we did see um, Andrew copping that knock a couple of weeks ago and and not coming back basically, and hasn't been seen since then. Yeah, it's a tricky one because 
as tough as he is, um, just things like that. I mean, the 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 soft tissue around the rib cartilage. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't think he he needs to be risked, especially with the World Cup at the end of the year. So, if he does cop another knock, I, I just don't see him playing in, in too much more football for the end of the year. So, yeah, it, it is a risk having him on the bench. And let's have a look at some of these other injuries that um, I guess we're basically moving on from Matt Moyle, and he's been a disappointment with this hamstring injury out again for two more weeks. Um, so that's him done for Supercoach-wise. If if you were holding on to him, I know I held on to him for a while and he got rid of him last round. Um, certainly, if you got him now, he's definitely to be moved on from if you've got any trades left whatsoever. Uh, UN Aitken, um, probably not in a lot of people's lineups. He unfortunately suffered um, another shoulder injury, basically um, the one that he was working on and why he was out the last four weeks was right at the end of the game, which was a disappointment. Speaking of at the end of the game, Alex Johnston, he was outstanding, a, a hat-trick. He probably will hold on for the top try scorer for the year, but um, after scoring that third try, he came off the field um, with a hamstring injury and basically out for six to eight weeks. And uh, all those done, of course, for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Go visit Pat there at uh, if you live in the Sydney area. Um, and you can visit our website to get the discount, www.supercoachpros.com. Book online and you'll get 20% off your first visit. Um, pretty pretty well worth it there, not just sporting injuries, back or neck as well. Another late finish for, for Pat tonight, meaning um, we couldn't uh, couldn't get him on, on the Skype. So definitely means that, you know... It, it's all good things for his business and for the fact that his patronage is up so high. Um, well worth visiting there at uh, Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. And you can call him as well, 02-9665-9667. Let's move on to what we learned from last round. And we just spoke about Alex Johnston, Ryan, 141 points. He was uh, simply outstanding again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a really strange game. Um, looks like South fell asleep in the first half, and then then they really woke up in the second. And um, he was, yeah, he was definitely awake for that second half. Uh, just scoring, just looking beautiful, um, free flowing in the running. So it's a real shame that he um, that he had that injury just as he um, just as he neared the line uh, for his hat trick. So yeah, that's a bit of a shame, but it's uh, definitely bodes well for the future for him. Speaking of boating well for the future, Melbourne Storms, Brody Croft, 141 points as well, equal top. He was amazing um, for the Storm against the Knights. Uh, he's basically, I'd say Cooper Cronk light, but he's not even light. And then they, and they unearthed Cameron Munster to, to take the place of Billy Slater. And now they've unearthed Brody Croft that looks like Cooper Cronk. It's just amazing. Anthony Milford, well, you know... Sorry, Pete, but uh, he's really had a big one against the Dragons, and uh, I guess 129 points, but also playing up at, um, home field advantage at some Suncourt Milford really does seem to enjoy it up there. Andrew um, seems to be the place where he, he really uh, really get, gets inspired. Yeah, I mean it's the mecca for all the Queenslanders, isn't it? The Suncorp and, and Brisbane, you know, they, they've got a pretty nice run up there with um, mostly Friday night games, so they get a nice routine going, and, and Milford seems to enjoy that up there. He um, yeah, he, he does seem to have a pretty good average up there, so um, with their 
the run home. I mean, two two games to go. He's well worth looking at the, the old milf. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, 119 points. I think mid-year when he started to burst on the scene, we were a bit concerned, and sure enough, Nathan Brown did drop him to the bench. But since he's back playing 80 minutes, he's been unstoppable. That combination with Brock Lamb, and um, to do that against the Storm, that's a great effort. Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, he was outstanding as well with 115 points. Um, we talked last week about perhaps lacking some upside but working hard and getting some consistent good scores he got the upside against um, a South's team that are quite happy to give up Supercoach points uh, against. So that's one to keep watching and going into this week for you Storm players. Mitchell Moses and Paul Gallen with more big numbers, 110 for both of those. Good matchups for both of them. I think uh, we talked a lot about uh, Gallen being a good captain choice last week. So if you listened to that, you'll be happy. Simon Mannering, well, he just uh, never dies. 106 points for him. And then James Maloney um, talking about uh, a good Sharks performance there, 103. But plenty of big names going large. We saw some massive scores there, Ryan, this this week overall. I mean, we could, we could talk all, all show about it. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, like a massive round for a lot of people. I think it was 1,600 plus was the was the winning score, and that is just ginormous. Um, I think yeah. I myself got um, 1,200 and something. And I went down in the rankings, so it gives you an idea of how how high a score everyone else was. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see for the last two rounds um, just what happens, whether everything returns to a little bit of normalcy, or we keep getting that large defense. those large scores. The defence seems to be going missing. All right, let's move on to the teams now. The Broncos v the Eels. Um, Ben Hunt, well, he keeps getting named in at nine with Thido on the bench, but Thido will start there, as we know, uh, has been happening in the last few weeks. Will Smith takes back over from Bevan French, who's out a reoccurrence of that hammy injury. Um, Smith at fullback. Kenny Edwards goes into the second row with no Manu Ma'u this week. David Gower, Frank Pritchard on the bench. Interesting to see Bo Scott and Casey Pritchard uh, also in the 21, the Raiders v the Knights, Canberra 1-17. to 17. Some changes for Newcastle. Sione Matatai is out. Matatia, I should say. Brock Lamb and Luke Yates also out. Nathan Ross goes to fullback. Dan Gagai um, in the centres, thanks to Ross's return. Jack Cogger will take Lamb's spot at 5-8, although it should be noted Jalen Feeney's been named in the 21, so that could change late. Jamie Brewer has moved to the second row to take Matadia's position, Fitzgibbon will probably move right over to the left because Bureau plays pretty much exclusively on the right uh, when he's not in the middle and or a hooker. So Danny Levi takes that spot at dummy half. Joe Wardle, Mickey Pyre to the bench. Also Pat Matadia has been named in the 21 for the first time this year. Um, the Tigers v the Cowboys. Matt Rick- Mickelrick comes back in at hooker with Elijah Taylor out injured. Bailey Sirinan, Jack Littlejohn join the interchange uh, Joel Edwards also out as 18th man. And the Cowboys, the injuries continue. Caelan Ponga is out, but they do get back Antonio Winterstein. Uh, for him, Sean Fensom's also back, so that moves Anari Tuala back to the reserves. And it's interesting to see Lachlan Coote and Gavin Cooper both named as reserves there. Gold Coast, well, Jared Haynes being named at fullback uh, there with Sammy moving into the centres for John Olive, who's out injured again. Another injury for the Gold Coast. Will Zillman goes back to the wing. That swap between Pulu and King has occurred again, but it might change again before kickoff. And Ignatius pass, he takes Ryan James's spot in the front row. James, another injury um, for the Gold Coast Titans. Morgan Boyle, Ben Nakabawai, 
Go back to the reserves. Canterbury are one to seventeen. After their win against Manly, Cassiano, Reynolds, and Eastwood all named in the twenty-one. So there could be a few changes before kickoff. Follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros to get the updated team lists now before kickoff. Before each and every game, of course. The Storm v the Rabbitohs. Um, Cooper Cronk back in for. Brody Croft, who was outstanding, as we said earlier last week. Alex Johnston out, as we talked about. Uh, Bryson Goodwin goes to fullback. Um, interesting to see Robert Jennings named on the wing, but we think Aaron Gray may end up playing there. And, of course, Campbell Graham would move uh, to the other wing spot because Gray is a right-side player. Um, Sam Burgess has been named back at prop. We are worried about whether he can play the minutes. Um, Zane Musgrave to the interchange, Jack Koscievsky to the reserves. Cronulla v. the Roosters. Well, both teams 1-17 to here. New Zealand Warriors v. Manly. Um, Manly got a pretty good record over the Tasman. Jake, Jacob Lilliman also out, but Sean Johnson back. So Ben Madalino also back for Lilliman. Uh, straight swap there. Hingano will go to the bench with Johnson coming in in the halves. Isaiah Papali um, is in uh, also on the interchange bench. So Mason Lenor and Chris Sarte go to the reserves. Manly 1-17 to despite losing a couple in a row. Um, and Tyrone May has taken over Matt Moylan's spot at 5-8. Peter Wallace returns at hooker for the Panthers. Sione Katoa goes to the interchange. We know that um, Campbell Gillard, even though he's been named in the starting lineup, will start from the bench with Tim Brown to start. And St. George losing Ewan Aitken to injury, as we said earlier. Nene McDonald is back on the wing. Jaime Sealy will take... Will Matthews' spot on the interchange, although Matthews is in the 21. Now, Tyson Frizzell has been named at 11, but we've seen him been playing middle third the last few weeks. So, Lisa Namo has been named to start. We'll probably get to the bench. So, Tarek Sims can come in on the right edge. Let's look at the big names for round 25, and it starts right at the top. And, uh, Pete, I guess we talked about the dangers of Sean Johnson, but um, being named... Um, this week for the first time in a while and top rated. He always seems to do well against Manly. Um, admittedly, he also had, had the injury after that big game. Um, are you going to give him a shot here being the top rated player? I can't. I, I, from what I've seen, of like he's, he's very up and down, Sean Johnson, this year and the Warriors have been playing a, a more cons- seems to be to me a more conservative style, um, and when I've seen, particularly the last few weeks, they've been really poor. Like they're in the game against South the other day for a while, but realistically, that they're, they're just not performed up to standard this year. And I don't think Johnson coming back is going to help them a lot. And I don't know that he's going to be, you know, he's probably going to be a bit tentative. Let's be fair to him. You, you know, we say, you know, possibly six to eight weeks. He's back in six. It's natural for him to be a bit tentative. The next week he, he might put up a decent performance, a decent score, but this week I can't see it. And I think Manly are going to be pretty determined to, to shut him down. He's going to be up against Terry Evans as well. So I, I don't see him scoring big time this week against Manly. Gareth Widdop and uh, is next listed. There's another a good matchup against the Panthers. We know that the halves have generally done well against Penrith throughout the year. And uh, he's been a bit up and down with it, but um, certainly he, when he goes large, he really does go large. So that's an interesting one there for your finals. A couple of players, um, certainly if you own with it, um, a lot of risk, but a lot of reward as well. Josh Papali, well, coming up against the Knights, he's had, um, probably hasn't quite cashed in 
um, the last few weeks with these good matchups, but he continues to get them. So we, we would suggest to, to stick stick it out with Josh Papali there. The Raiders mathematically can still make it, so there's something to play for, but they want to get their for and against up to get ahead of the Dragons for and against. So that could get ugly um, in the nation's capital on Friday night. We could see a 40-point thrashing there. Canberra can turn it on when they all click. Um, Storm v. the Rabbitohs. This will be an interesting one, Ryan, with Billy Slater ranked so high after a failure last week, but a lot of that could have come down to Cooper Cronk, and he's not the only big-ranked player because Sulasi Vinavalu is right behind him and Josh Adakar and Curtis Scott not far behind them. Yeah, look, I, I think especially up against South. Now, look, South have been playing okay the last couple of games, but they haven't really been up against Melbourne in Melbourne. Um, and they're still giving away l- plenty of super coach points. It's not like even when they're winning. I mean, you saw RTS go last, no, last week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, um, RTS, you know, that bodes well for um, for Billy Slater. But I think it's the two wingers um, from Melbourne, which I think will go okay uh, this week because they're up against um, two fairly inexperienced guys. Um who, with no disrespect, don't have the speed of Adokar um, or, the, or, I guess, the uh, jumping ability of Vinavalu. Vinavalu could be targeted with the bombs and could get a few, couldn't he? Um, Andrew, your team hasn't been going that great, but they seem to love playing the Warriors for whatever reason, and Tommy T, who at least hit back with a decent score after dudding out two weeks ago, Predicted to do very well, about scoring above eighty in that in that top um, ten this round. Yeah, I mean, as Pete was saying, the, the, the Warriors. I mean, they've they've they stopped trying a couple of weeks ago, and it's just you know a matter of when they're going to kind of fold. So um, it, throughout the eighty minutes, so I mean, Tommy Turbo, I mean, he, he's always so busy. He's always looking looking to do something. Um, I guess depending on the weather, if, it, if it's a bit of a wet track over there, which it, it can happen, um, it might it might you know hurt his score a little bit. Plus, I dare say it'll be a pretty uh, average crowd too, so the atmosphere won't be buzzing. And um, I think that really affected Manly last week. They just didn't have any of the uh, they just weren't up for it. So maybe if. Yeah, just just hopefully. I mean, for, for Manly's sake, but yeah, for Tommy Turbo's sake too. That um, um, you know, they, they've got their head screwed on, and, and the, the conditions are right for them. Could be another option for captain with some risk, um, but you know, if you're using that VC loophole and, and want to save it for Saturday games, you've still got Tommy up your sleeve on Sunday. Uh, Josh Mansour, another Sunday game. Look, did very well, even though the matchup didn't necessarily. Um, wasn't in his favour last round against the Raiders. So when this one, with left wingers against the Dragons, have dominated all year, Nene McDonald is back, but that's not going to change things. In fact, that might actually help. Corey Oates last week scored 78 in the same position. He could really do large, go large. And Anthony Milford is up there too against the Eels, who admittedly are pretty strong against um, most players, but still getting an upgrade. And, and you just saw what sort of damage he did to your team last Friday, Pete. Absolutely. Uh, was the best player on the paddock by far. Um, I, I thought it was... I had a close look at that game, and I thought it, honestly thought that um, 
it was one of Milford's best performances of the season, actually. You know, it was right up there with some of the games he was pulling out last year. Um, yeah, so he's... I, you would expect him to do well again, I think. Yeah, give him a drive track up there in Brisbane. Um, yeah, Parramatta are, are better defensively than, than the Dragons, I think. But, um, yeah, I really can't... Um, I, you know, I think that Milford will, will put in another uh, good performance up there. And he seems to well with, with uh, Nick Arima as well. And then when Hunt comes on, he seems very, very adept at just um, at doing his thing. I guess he's a bit of an individual player like that. Um, but, yeah, he's... he's games outstanding. He was kicking goals last week too, only a couple, but um, um, anything that helps. I don't know the car who will be kicking again this week, so it might be something else to, to put in Milford's favour as well. Yeah, a lot to like about Anthony Milford. If you don't own him, you might be rushing him in if you've been saving a trade right to the very end. Um, that is, of course, uh, some of the, the name, the big names for Round 25. We do it for the predictor. You can find it at um, as all part of the app there, but it's not the only thing you'll get. you get the money ball as well. And obviously, if you're a money ball, we're going to go all the way through the final series. So it's something still at this late stage. If you've been umming and ahhing about it and you are a money ball player, you could still pick it up before the end of the season and it will help you not only for money ball um, through the finals and the last couple of weeks, but for your super coach as well. So well worth picking up there. And you get this very podcast and all the the um, recaps and previews and, and Twitter information, Facebook information. Even if you don't have um, Twitter, uh, a Twitter account, you'll still see our tweets via the app. So the hour before kickoff you'll still get that important information. And you can find it all at our website, www.supercoachpros.com and follow the links for Google, uh, Android phones, or, of course, iPhones. And one thing we um, want to talk about as a hot topic is uh, captain choices this week. So I, I guess we've gone through the very top names, um, Andrew, but, uh, you know, maybe it is coming from one of those. Is there someone else you'd like? I know last week Gallon was ranked slightly below those very top, but you and I both thought um, after a, a pretty down game the week before he was going to go large and did. Um, is, is there someone in a similar vein you see for this week that we should be keeping an eye on either as a captain or a VC loophole? I really like the... Um I really like the potential that Rapana's got. I mean, I know that Newcastle have kind of contained um, Canberra the past 18 months, which is quite weird, but I really like the, the, the option of VCing Rapana this week. I think, like you said, it, they've got a lot of potential and they've got nothing to lose, no pressures on. So, I mean, they could really just go ballistic and Rapana could, you know, feasibly score a hat-trick. Um, so, and that that's a Friday night game, so... You, you can get that away nice and early. Um, and also, I mean, Smith against Souths, just, you know, on pure instinct, um, you'd, you'd say that he's going to have a good game this week. Um, down in Melbourne, um, Saturday, you know, afternoon game, so hopefully a bit of a dry track for him and, and you know, is there Smith a risk, is... Is there a risk with Cronk getting rested last week that Smith will be a late withdrawal this week as, to be rested? <sighs> Mate, he played against Manly with a, a, a strained peck. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I heard Craig Bellamy on Triple M on the weekend saying, um, you know, it's a collaboration between him and Smith and seeing how they, they are. But I just think it's a bit too late in the season for Melbourne to be worrying about, you know, risking 
their momentum if they were to lose a game and just because they rested Smith, you know, he's, he's their most important player. So I think, I think that he's going to play for the, you know, the rest of the year now. Um, yeah, with no break. So he's, he's always a, someone to look out for, for the captain. Yeah. I've, I've got to say, I'm worried with, with when Cronk got ruled out last week, I think Slater and Smith have got a both, I think one of them's going to do it this week and one of them's going to do it next week. The minor premiership's sewn up. And I'm very worried. Souths, they seem to play all right against Melbourne down there. They also play well uh, the last two years, this year and last year, late in the season. There are a few other concerns there. I do kind of agree with Ryan, what he said earlier about the wingers. However, I do think the outside backs. Um, Smith, oh, you're right, he's solid. But oh, I don't know. I just don't know if he's my captain choice this week. I think I think there could be someone else out there that's that's... Um, got that value um, but this is coming from a guy the last two weeks have not not had the had, had okay choices but not the out and outs so take that for what you will but I will say one thing about the Raiders they're still mathematically alive and it's all on for and against if they get out to 16 or 20 against Newcastle they could start looking at each other and say we need to really put it on and and like you said, Rapana could very well... I mean, it could be Kotrick and Croker as well going large, but Rapana could really get a 150 this round. He could just really go nuts. And it's at home, and it's all—it's kind of an all-or-nothing play that they have to go hard or go home. Ryan, any options for captain from uh, your perspective? Yeah, look, um, my, the guy who stands out for me is um, Nathan Cleary. Um, he really seems to be coming into his own at the right time of the year for the Panthers. He kicks goals, um, he sets up tries, and he does his fair share of tackling as well for a half. So um, even uh, base stat-wise for a half, he's still pretty um, solid, but it's that he gets those extra points, um, whether it's you know scoring tries, setting him up, kicking goals. So his last three rounds, he's bumped up his average from 71 to 85. So I think he's in some pretty decent form. Um, I think him, um, obviously we mentioned Cameron Smith, um, and uh, Pete mentioned before Anthony Milford um, is in good form. Um, and also with Kahu's injury, um, he may be kicking goals as well. Now, the danger is that um, he does he's not as accurate. Um, so that one could sway you a little bit the other way. Uh, but, yeah, they're the guys that I think are probably your locks for the captain. Mm, and, um, Pete, you got any to add to that? There's some good ones there. Absolutely. Yeah, I still think, um, well, I said before, I really don't like the Warriors at all. I would be looking at, um, at Turbo Tommy. I think I think he's um, he'll be due a big one, I think, and I think he'll, he'll let loose against the Warriors. I said some of their defence last week was just, just substandard and, yeah, I can I can just see him you know, picking up the ball in his own line and running a hundred and you know doing a bit of a jig and a jag through the through the Warriors' defence close to their own line as well. Well, I think that um, I just I think he'd be a very good choice this week. Um, I think I think Tommy as well. I think he could definitely get a hundred, um, but there is obviously that risk and then having to wait to Sunday for your captain. Yeah, you know, there's always the nerves. You know, how 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 strong are your nerves? <laughs> Sometimes it's better to get it out of the way earlier, um, purely from a mental point of view. Um, 
but we love Tommy. I think this week the predictor certainly says he'll go large. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the Sharks-Roosters game. Cronulla have got a pretty good record against the Roosters of late, uh, or for quite a while now. And um, I'm just wondering, Gallon already going large last week, and I know, Andrew, you're, you're not really a fan of, of going back-to-back the same captain, but there could be someone from this Cronulla lineup, if not Gallon. There could be a couple of big scores if, if the same thing happens as what happened earlier in the year. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it, it it has happened before. I just I just don't believe that lightning's going to strike, you know, twice in two weeks, you know. So you try and keep it fresh. I mean, Fafita's in pretty good form and, you know, he can score the odd try and and, and do the odd uh, offload to trices. So he's he's probably a good option too for them um, to, to look at because, yeah, like I said, I, don't, I just don't like the, the chances of you, you know, doubling up on a... On a you know, double double hundred or something like that. You know, <laughs> if you uh, are looking, if you still got a trade or two up your sleeve, and you want to look at the rest of the year, Nathan Cleary's um, the top rated. Uh, you probably already own him from Sean Johnson, but obviously there's a lot of risk there. Simon Mannering and Tom Jurovich uh, are right up there with Jason Tamalolo. The interesting ones, Jake Friend. If Smith was to miss a game, particularly round 26. And you still had a trade to go. Maybe you want to, if you've got one left, you might want to save it for round 26. Jake Friend predicted to score 87 in that round and combined with 73 this week, a very high double, in fact, higher than Smith. So something to consider as well there, all thanks to the predictor and the app. Let's move on to the tweets now. And we'll start with Boo Boo 58 Bear. Gents, can I get your help again? I love this. I'm playing my nemesis. I don't care about next week, just winning this week. Five trades, 208k. Thanks. Let's read his lineup. Tedesco and Slater, pretty good start. Munster, Rapana, Crichton, Tommy T, Dylan Edwards, Dylan Walker, and the Peach. Moses in at 5'8 with a Nufty. Cleary at halfback with a Nufty. Mannering, Tamalolo. Lane, Sam Burgess, Harawira, Naira there with a Nufty. And then Gallon, Papali, JDB with a Nufty. And Cameron Smith and a Nufty at Hooker. Um, Ryan, there's a lot to like with this lineup. I know that we talked a bit about it last week. We were worried about Walker and Peachy, although Walker's got a pretty good matchup this round. But and then, of course, there's Sam Burgess as well um, that we talked about earlier in the show. Yeah. Um, look, it's a pretty strong team. Um, I think perhaps uh, he could go uh, move on from Burgess um, and with his uh, what he's got in what he's got in savings, um, selling Burgess um, will give him Cordner. Um, so that's one trade, and I, and I think that's probably he's probably going up from there. Um, the other one I was thinking about would be: Does he go from DeBellin to Brown? Is that is that is that going up or just really going sideways? He's Brown now. He's been awesome. But is it all? Is he looking for the heavy hitter, Pete? I mean, we just talked about Milford, and I know it sort of goes against common convention. Once you bring in these nufties to then trade one out, but he's got five trades left in only two weeks, so he can't even use all his trades. So, mm-hmm. Gagai out, Milford in, and then Sam Burgess out for a nufty, um, and with the two hundred and eight k he's got in the bank, he gets. He gets to play Milford this week. Um, 
and then what he wants, whether he wants to play Moses or, or as a reserve or not, you know, he's got that option because his rest of his team is pretty strong. It, it is, a, as Ryan said, yeah, no, it's a very, very good team. Um, yeah, Milford in there is a good one. I, yeah, Moses is uh, Moses is an interesting choice. I'd be interested to know when he bought him because he's just set things on fire since he's gone to Parramatta. Um, he's been very, very good. Sorry, Tiger guys, but um, it's, it's the way it is. Um, yeah, I can't see a lot wrong with his team. It's, but yeah, I said the Milford, the Milford option would be a good one, I think. Um, apart from that, yeah, it's pr- it's pretty hard to fault, to be quite honest. Andrew, any any words of wisdom for Boo Boo? Oh, just having a look. I mean, I think you could probably get rid of Lane. Maybe bring in um, Cordner. I mean, Cordner's probably a, a, a good option, um, just as a you know a, a point of difference because. He won't have too many ownerships. This, um, you know, being his second week back, that's that's an option. I mean, he didn't have the greatest week last week, and again, like I said, he's just coming back from injury. But he does have the potential to go to go big. So that's that's one guy that would probably be looking at maybe getting out lane. It would be interesting because, of course, we talked a couple of weeks ago about head-to-head tactics. He's saying, "Look, I'm playing my nemesis. This is this is head-to-head." in its finest and most rawest form. Um, so, you know, he's got the money in the bank. He can hold off on his trades. He can use them all he likes now, reverse, try all the different combinations, look at the ones that he likes, write down the couple that he really fancies and then have it reversed for kickoff. And he can really play mind games with his opponent. Saturday night is the Roosters game. Um against the Sharks, so if you're looking to bring Cordner in there, if you like it, I don't really like the Roosters against the Sharks, maybe I'm not thinking that, but if you do like Cordner in there, and you could still make that trade for Lane mid-round, so it could could be useful um, to go down that path I'm, Milf's first up, so you're kind of making a move early there uh, maybe you're making him VC if, if you're going, if you're going to what I, who I like um, maybe you're looking that way, I mean there's a. Uh, you've got most of those top ranked guys this round, um, but if you were going to take some chances, maybe Vunavali, you know, as a, you, it doesn't really matter now with those trades remaining that you could, if you really are all out for this week, and Vunavali with that high upside, maybe he comes in for Tyrone Peachy. Grant Harlow asks one trade left. I've got cover everywhere except for C Smith. Widdop to, to the MILF. MILF arguably harder matchups, but he appears on fire of late overall only. This is um, Cracknado we talked about earlier in the show, Ryan, but we talked about Smith in no cover. If he is going to be rested in the last round, maybe you want to save that trade um, and upgrade and, and then get Jake Friend in if he's predicted to do so well. Yeah, look, this is tough, especially the one trade left. Um, it's one of those things, do you go, okay, I'm going to, you know, throw it all into this one and make it through and, you know, and just uh, ride the luck in the in the GF, or are you thinking? He's overall only, said, so he's not in, yeah. the, he's not in the final. So oh, well, really if he's overall, about. then look, I'm thinking that, oh, wow, 
No trade for no cover for Smith. And predictor says Widdop eighty six this round, Milford seventy eight, and next round Widdop sixty five, Milford sixty eight. So Widdop actually has him covered, uh, according to the predictor. Wow. Yeah. Look, I I think I might try and find some cover for Smith, um, especially because yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I guess a mid round trade might be. Might be in the offing if you, I, I guess you know. Yeah, follow he, us on he won't be able to make this one, but because the Milford's first up, so they, this is where it really, gets, really gets yeah. tough. Um, <laughs> you kind of, and it's all about next week. You're kind of thinking, well, if Smith's out this week, I still want to hold him because he'll be back next yeah. week. It's more about would Smith be rested in round 26, and will I need that trade going into round 26? because obviously there's no point keeping Smith if he's not playing in the last round. No, exactly right. Uh, look, basically he's got me in a box here. <laughs> well, let's throw it over to you, Pete, because, you know, Dragons fan, you know a lot about Gareth Widdop, and obviously you saw Anthony Milford up close this round just gone. Um, it's a great matchup. The Panthers have given up a lot of super coach points um, to halves for most of the year. Is it, can Widdop pull it off here um, in a big way? I think so. I think that um, like Penrith have been in pretty good nick, but as you said, they've, they've been giving up some, some uh, super coach points as well. Um, and Widdop was in was in pretty decent form last weekend. Like you know, they got beaten by Brisbane News up against Milford. Um, like he got uh, what did he get fifty eight. He's at a last three-round average of 76.3, which is pretty decent. Um, I think he can do it. Well, it's all on the line for the Dragons this weekend. They've got to win it. Um, you know, um, well, they've had opportunities to seal away a finals position before now, but they haven't taken it. But anyway, that aside, this is this is down to it. And I, I think that, yeah, Widdop can do it this week. And I think that I would pick him to get a decent score. Um if he's already got Whitup in his side, then I think I'd be I'd be leaving him there, and I, I agree with what uh, with what Ryan said. I think he's he, you've got to have some sort of cover there for Cameron Smith. Um, there is that big chance that he could be rested um, this week. I agree with what you said before, so I think you've, you've got to have some sort of cover for him. Greg G asked, "What to do with Sergis? Hold or sell? If sell, who are the best options to trade to?" Andrew, I guess you mentioned Void Cordner earlier. He's probably probably the prime candidate, but there's also Josh Maguire. Yeah, I, I like the um, I like Josh Maguire. Um, I brought him in last week, scored a 78, and um, you know he's. I mean that was through a lot of uh, middle work against the Saints. But um, I think the Eels would be a similar type of. They, yeah, they're, they're going to be similar. So Sam Burgess is uh, three hundred seventy-five thousand. Josh Maguire is $374,200. So I think that's a perfect fit. <laughs> I think that's a nice and, nice and simple one for you. Greg, I don't think we even have to go through the round table. I think we've, uh, we've, ta- we've, we've given you the best option straight off the bat. If that's the price difference, wow. Uh, Pat, which order, Pat asks, which order would you put these reserves? Dylan Walker, Sam Burgess, Dylan Edwards, Curtis Scott or Corey Norman? He does say as well, love the pot every week. Thanks, guys. Look, Curtis Scott, Got the highest uh, ranking, according to the predictor, from Dylan Walker, 71 to 67. There's a lot of upside with both of those guys. Should admit that we were probably uh, a little bit hasty on Dylan Edwards last week uh, with a 
he still had a pretty good matchup against the Raiders, but um, with an uptick, one of the few upticks, and probably should have looked closer at that. It's a down tick against the Dragons, but the way he plays, he could outdo it, and he's probably got a higher floor than either Scott or Walker. So that, out of those three, that, that's sort of the order. Corey Norman and Sam Burgess, both only 46. Obviously, with Sam Burgess, we've predicted a lower minutes total than usual, and um, if it goes by his normal PPM, um, that would drop him quite a bit. It doesn't mean that's going to happen, but that's sort of the way that we've had to adjust it with the rib injury. And finally, Gav asks, is it too early to have withdrawal symptoms? There's two weeks left. Um, I think most of us will be going on, or the four of us will be going on a nice holiday when this is all done because uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of work put into it. We probably won't have the same withdrawal symptoms as some of you guys. But uh, by in saying that, Finals, you know, it brings out the best. I think Andrew were talking about it the other day that, you know, you get get a point to the season, and I'm sure the players and the coaches and that do in real life, and even us do it, it where you sort of okay, it's a bit of a grind, but then you come out the other end at this time of year, and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, the the weather's getting warmer, and you can just tell that the, the finals are on their way. Um, but not to worry, we've got the, the the World Cup at the end of the year, so. We could um, organise something, can't we, boys? Might be some Moneyball. Uh, if you've got the app, we might be able to Moneyball it uh, for you via the app rather than via the podcast. <laughs> All right, that, that does it for another show. We've only got the one show left now um, before, well, we'll take a few weeks hiatus and then do, of course, our grand final week show, which we always love to do. We wrap up the Supercoach season and also talk a little bit of straight footy for the GF and we can add the Moneyball stuff in as well. Uh, Ryan MS, thank you so much for today. We'll talk to you next week, the uh, the final one. No worries at all. Look forward to it. Peter, thank you as well. Good luck to your Dragons. I think if you guys win this round, you're pretty much back in there um, for a top eight berth. Yeah, so it's a, it'll be a massive game out of Penrith on Sunday. It, um, it should be a beauty, actually. I think it'll be a high-scoring, entertaining sort of match too. And Andrew, well, you guys are probably safe, but you don't want to enter the finals on these sort of multiple losses to lower-ranked teams. It's time. It's time to get a big win. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe uh, you should go speak to them. <laughs> <laughs> Not listening to Barrett at the moment. They're just yeah, just 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 coasting through, just and they're about coughing to... along a little bit. They're just spluttering. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, good luck to them. I, I really do hope they get up and um. Yeah, just put my nerves at ease for, for a week. Well, thanks very much. And we should say we've both got old, um, opposite opponents in both the Supercoach Pros Cup and the Dick Pound Cup. So there's some likelihood that we're going to meet next week in a couple of finals. So good luck this week. I uh, might see you yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, it should be good, mate. Yeah, we should have something on it. Yeah. All right, that does it for the show. I'm Paulie G. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros. Download that app if you haven't already got it, www.supercoachpros.com, and follow the links. And uh, good luck if you're still alive or you're just hunting for top honours in overall. Good luck this weekend. Bye for now.